Hey there, Pottawatomie County. Today's episode is brought to you by the Countywide and Sun. The Countywide and Sun is your locally owned source of local news. From government meetings to high school sports, we've got all the local news you need to get through your week. Short of sponsoring an episode or leaving us a rating on iTunes, subscribing to the Countywide and Sun is one of the best ways to support this podcast. Subscriptions start at just $25 per year for in-county delivery and $35 per year for out-of-county delivery. If you haven't already, visit our website at www.countywidenews.com to get your subscription started today. Once you do, you'll have access to our online paper, and your physical copy will be delivered with the mail on Thursdays. We appreciate your support, and thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Countywide and Sun News and Fun. I'm your host, Alex Sloan, reporter at the Countywide and Sun. Today, we're going fishing. After seeing an uptick in crappie fishing pictures on social media, I decided it was high time I check out a couple of the area's lakes. Early in the morning, I visited with Tim Colson, owner of Our Acres Bait Shop. He got me set up with all the minnows and crawfish I'd need for the day and I set off for Shawnee's Twin Lakes. Midday, I hopped over to Shawnee Trading Post and Flea Market. And finally, I'll share a fried fish recipe that's easy for beginners and great for crappie, catfish, and bass. But first, it's time for our weekly news preview. First off, a quick correction and apology. In last week's episode, I told you the county commissioner's meeting would be held on Monday at 10 a.m. Now, at the time, I believed this to be true. I believed it so much, in fact, that I was shocked to arrive at the county administration building on Monday and find the parking lot empty and doors locked. Turns out, last Monday was both Indigenous Peoples Day and Columbus Day, and the meeting was scheduled for Tuesday as a result. Had I read the agenda more closely, or paid more attention to the calendar, I would have noticed the meeting would be held the next day. So, my apologies. I hope no one else showed up on Monday and was confused when there was no commissioner's meeting. This week, however, the Pottawatomie County Board of Commissioners will be meeting on Monday, October 19th. I double-checked. This week, the board will consider allowing Tecumseh Public Schools to access their sales tax funds in the amount of $75,000. If approved, this money will be used for their school farm project. Later in the meeting, we'll hear the commissioners discuss and consider actions regarding the wildland firefighting apparatus for the Shawnee Fire Department. Having previously opened the bidding process, the board will consider awarding a bid to convert an existing chassis into a wildfire fighting rig. And before the board considers approval of this week's slate of OMMA certifications, the commissioners will discuss and possibly take action on OMMA policies and procedures. Later on Monday, the Shawnee City Commissioners will meet in City Hall at 6 p.m. Several notable items are up for consideration, including an ordinance to increase the city manager's spending limit without commission authorization. If passed, the limit will change from $25,000 to $50,000, according to a memo attached to the meeting agenda. 
This ordinance also includes a declaration of emergency, which the commissioners may pass or reject separately from the ordinance. The commissioners will also consider spending over $99,000 to enter into a contract with OpenGov Incorporated for budgeting and transparency software, according to the meeting agenda. The contract would also include two additional years of licensing listed in the document at just over $41,000 per year. Before adjourning, the board will also consider the bids for the purchase of less than an acre of land at 229 North Kickapoo Street. If you can't make these meetings, no worries. Find more information about these and other local government meetings in this week's edition of the Countywide and Sun. This week's fun segment is particularly special to me personally. You might even call it a fall fishing special. Now, I've been at the County Wide and Sun for some time now, and I had yet to check out any of the local lakes. I've heard rumors that crappie are beginning to bite, so I pitched my publisher on the idea of a fishing special. I'd take a day to go out and find the best crappie fishing spot I could and give our listeners a general rundown of the lakes that I went to. To my absolute astonishment, she said, that sounds great. So, on Friday night, I packed up my supplies, hooked onto the boat, and was ready to set out the next morning to find some crappie. Hopefully, I could find enough of this famous delicacy to have myself a fish fry. I got up at 5.30 a.m., had my coffee and breakfast, and set off for the lake. Obviously, I was going to need some bait before I got there. So, I called up Our Acres Bait Shop just a little ways from Shawnee Twin Lakes. Uh, yeah, my name is uh, Tim Colson. I'm the owner of Our Acres Bait Shop. I'm 102 in Shawnee. And uh, so you guys are open 24 hours a day? Every day except for Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday, we close down at 9 in the morning. Wednesday's our family day. Okay. Um, it's kind of the slower day of the week, so we decided to make that our family day. and. Other than that, we are open 24 hours a day, uh, unless something comes up like doctor's appointments or something. Tim's got a wide variety of live bait in his shop, and like he said, you can stop by almost any time during the week. Uh, yeah, right now uh, we've got crawfish, we've got large and small minnows, goldfish, perch. Uh, we've got night crawlers, red worms, wax worms. Um, I've got some green night crawlers right now, uh, which a lot of anglers like they create it creates like a little green cloud around the worm helps attract the fish he was even kind enough to give me some pointers about where to set up on the twin lakes keeping in mind that i was after crappie crappie i see you're taking the boat out correct yes sir uh, so twin lakes is the one i usually fish fish the most uh, and i usually do fish for crappie uh, I like to hit up the intake towers. Uh, my favorite one is the uh, South Lake for Twin Lakes. You just uh, tie up to that intake tower and drop down about 15 feet or so or just try to find the depth that they're at. Um, and then there's a couple bridges on the North Lake there that are underwater that crappie like to hang out at as well. For that kind tip, Tim gets my thorough recommendation. But... If that's not enough, he's got a great origin story for his shop that should be worth a visit by itself. I'm a former veteran. 
Well, I am a veteran. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, we've been open for about a year and a half. Uh, the original R. Acres Base Shop was ran by my great-grandfather who served in World War II. Uh, he ran it for over 50 years, and he ran it 24-7. Wow. Um, and uh, that was back up in Michigan. And uh, he passed shortly after I joined the military. I did 10 and a half years and medically retired out. Uh, but I ended up opening up my own bait shop and uh, named it after his and kind of kept the legacy going. So We'll link to his shop's information in our episode description. So, having stocked up on minnows for crappie and crawdads for catfish, I set out to the southernmost of the Twin Lakes. First thing to note, all of the lakes in the area have a use fee. If you're fishing in a boat, plan on bringing about $10 to use the lake. Driving up to the Twin Lakes, my first impression was how much bigger they were than I was expecting. Further complicating things, it was as windy a day as I've seen in a while. It was so windy that when I tried to record the sound of the motor running for the podcast, this is all I got. In case you can't tell, that's the sound of the wind blowing and the giant swells slapping the side of the boat. The first spot I tried was the intake tower Tim had told me about earlier. It's located just off the boat ramp and next to the dam. As soon as I pulled away from the dock, I knew there were going to be problems. The white caps were massive, and the closer I got to the dam, the bigger they got. More than once, a good-sized wave washed over the side and made me paranoid about the possibility of capsizing. I'll tell you this much, though. I saw more fish on the fish finder by that intake tower than I would see for the foreseeable future. But I, I'm getting ahead of myself. I found a spot kind of sheltered from the wind and anchored out there. Having no luck, I found another. Then another. Finally, after five hours of nothing, I had to call it quits. By around 2.30, I decided to break for lunch. During the heat of the afternoon, I stopped into Shawnee Trading Post and spoke to Susie Vasquez about their upcoming Fall Fest. Um, my name is Susie Vasquez, and um, my husband and I um, own and operate the Shawnee Trading Post and Flea Market. With Halloween celebrations up in the air this year, Fall Fest trick-or-treating is a way to make sure the kids can get at least a little bit of candy. We open Friday from 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. and then Saturday from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Um, we'll have a variety of vendors. Um, we're still getting vendors signing up every day. We'll have at least um, 70. We'll have probably more than that. Um, and then we'll have hay rides, food trucks. Um, we'll have music playing. We have a DJ coming. Um, and then we'll have uh, some food trucks, kettle corn, barbecue, a concession trailer, um, and it's free admission, and so it's just fun for everybody to come out, and the kids can come out in costume and trick-or-treat. The vendors will be handing out candy, so it's really fun for everybody. But if you can't make the Fall Fest and still want to check out the trading post, don't stress. Susie said they've still got a couple of markets left before they close for the season. 
So we're normally open the first and third Saturday of each month, and we have vendors um, that come from all over the state. We even have some that have come from out of state, and we usually have um, a pretty good turnout. We'll have 70-plus vendors on a normal Saturday. It's always free to get in, so um, it's always fun, and it's different every time you come. But try to make the Fall Fest. They'll have a couple of food trucks on site that aren't always at the trading post. Before I left, I stopped by the on-site concession stand. I grabbed a hot dog and a pulled pork sandwich, which were both delicious. So, check out Fall Fest this weekend, and be sure to have some barbecue for me. After grabbing lunch, I headed over to West Watkins Reservoir. It's important to note that when you visit multiple lakes in a day, you should be sure to wash your boat out thoroughly. Doing so helps prevent aquatic hitchhikers, which can damage the lake's natural ecosystem. So, obligatory PSA out of the way, I unloaded the boat and set out to find some crappie. Unfortunately, it would seem that it just wasn't meant to happen. West Watkins is also a larger lake, and the wind hadn't died down like I hoped it would. After finding some cover, and during the waves coming over the side for as long as I could, I had to call it quits for the day. I hadn't caught even one single crappie. As I loaded up, I was pretty bummed out about my luck. I'd hoped to catch enough crappie to have a fish fry, so I could share my fried fish recipe with the world. How was I going to put together my fall fishing special now? But, as I drove off, I realized that days like Saturday are part of what makes fishing so special in the first place. I was wet, it was cold and windy, and I was tired, but I had spent an entire day alone with my thoughts on the lakes. If you caught fish every time you went out, well, I figure it probably wouldn't be half as fun. So, I decided my false fishing special had been just that. Incredibly special. Plus, I had some catfish from a previous trip in the freezer, and I'm still totally going to share my fried fish recipe with you guys. Photos of the process are available on our Facebook page if you have trouble jotting all of this down. First, take a pint of buttermilk and a pint of 7-Up and pour them into a large, flat container. Add some salt and pepper to taste, and put your thawed fish into the mix and set them aside to marinate. Then... Take a cup and a half of flour and a cup and a half of cornmeal and mix them together in a big Ziploc bag. I like to add some garlic salt and a little more black pepper to the dry mix. Once you've got your ingredients ready and your fryer set up, throw your fish into the Ziploc bag, toss them around, and fry them up. Cook the fish until they're a nice golden brown. But remember that overcooked fish is far preferable to undercooked fish. Enjoy them as is, or on a sandwich with a little mustard, some cheese, and your favorite pickles. I hope you've enjoyed this very special episode of the County of Wyden Sun News and Fun. And be sure to tune in next week for another one. Next Monday morning, I hope you'll join me back here as I tell you what you need to know to have a great Halloween weekend. If you like the show, Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook to make sure you'll never miss another episode. If you love the show and have some time, 
consider leaving us a rating or review on iTunes. It's a great way to help new people find the show, and we sincerely appreciate your feedback. I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday for more. Mm-hmm.